Hello guys, it's Katie and welcome back to another episode of Crime and Crochet. In this episode, we're covering the murder of 81-year-old Marie Rankin. So with that, let's just get straight into this story. And before we truly get started on this episode, I do just want to give a little trigger warning for you guys because this episode does include topics of murder and sexual assault. So if you're sensitive to that, I would recommend skipping this episode. Marie was an 81-year-old woman that lived in a town called Neary, Ireland. I'm hoping that I'm saying the name of that town correctly, but this town looks to be pretty nice. It almost looks like a townhome that she lived in, so the neighbors were pretty close to each other, and it was described as just really nice and calm. Nobody ever locked their doors, all the neighbors knew each other, all that kind of stuff. So it was Christmas Eve, and Marie's daughter Brenda was planning on picking up her mom and her mom spending the night on Christmas Eve and into Christmas morning. Now those plans changed when her mother came down with a cold, and it seemed to be a pretty bad cold, so she decided to stay home and instead have her daughter pick her up on Christmas morning. On Christmas morning, Brenda tries calling her mom to see when she can come pick her up, and she doesn't answer the phone, so that's immediately concerning to her, but she gives it some time and again calls back. She still doesn't answer. She calls multiple times, and her mother does not answer, so she decides to drive over to her house to check on her, thinking that maybe she slipped and fell, or something like that had happened. Marie's brother-in-law was also concerned when he couldn't get a hold of Marie, so he decided to show up to her house as well, and he got there before her daughter Brenda did. So when Brenda got there, he ran out of the house and said, your mom is gone, and not knowing what that meant, she decided to call 999, which is their version of 911, and get her some help, probably still thinking that she had some sort of chance of being revived or something like that, not knowing how drastic the situation actually was. So as Brenda was walking up the stairs, that's when she started to call 999, and her reaction is on the recorded phone call of when she first sees her mom and of course not realizing how bad the situation was she saw things in her bedroom all scattered about and saw her mom dead and she of course was super emotional and started yelling she's dead somebody's broken in that kind of thing so it's a really heartbreaking phone call to hear so despite the bedroom being kind of a mess and seeming like it may have been a break-in. It actually didn't look like that to the police. They had some pictures of the front door and the front door didn't have any damage to it. So it was kind of believed that Marie had let in whoever killed her. And they did also mention that the back door was open when they got there. So that was probably the escape route of the assailant. And the back area of these houses was kind of secluded, 
and they said that it would be pretty easy for whoever did this to escape out that way with no one seeing them. Pretty much none of the items downstairs were messed up. It all seemed pretty pristine, like Marie would have had it, and even her purse was still there at the scene of the crime. So that pretty much left them with the idea that the murder was not a robbery situation and most likely was somebody that Marie knew and would have let into the house. The most gruesome part, in my opinion, of this crime case is that Marie had a crucifix above her bed and that was the murder weapon. This person had pulled down the crucifix off the wall and beaten her with it to death. So as a routine sort of thing that the police would do is obviously question all the neighbors. So they talked to everybody to see if they heard anything or if they acted suspicious. And the very last house that they got in touch with the people was actually the house right next door. And they figured out that this couple only lived here as like a weekend home and they were pretty wealthy. Richard Durkin and Karen Walsh were the couple that lived next door and had this home as their weekend home. So they were pretty successful. She was a successful businesswoman that actually owned a pharmacy and he was also in the pharmaceutical industry and he worked for the Council of Pharmaceutical Society of Ireland. So a pretty well-off couple. So apparently Karen had a pretty bad drinking problem and it was kind of known throughout the neighborhood that she would leave her dog sometimes unattended for like a week at a time while she went out on drinking binges and the dog would have no food or water. So the neighbors obviously not able to get in the house would try to give the dog food and water through the little mail opening and it was just a mess of a situation from what it seems like. So the police eventually figured out that Karen Walsh was the perpetrator and she was the one that had killed her neighbor. Now, I said earlier that the most gruesome part was that she was killed with the crucifix, but I lied on that because through doing some more research, I actually figured out that Karen even sexually assaulted her with the same crucifix because she wanted to make it look like a man had done this to her. Just reading that information makes my blood boil and I cannot imagine what would have made this woman not only kill her but then sexually assault her in that way as well. Like an 81 year old woman, she could not fight back but from my research, I've figured out that they still don't really know her motive for killing her. So I have no idea. Like I said earlier, they didn't think that the killer's motive was anything to do with money, which would make sense because Karen Walsh was pretty well off and so was her husband. But I don't know. It's just crazy to me. So Karen Walsh was convicted of her murder 
and was sentenced to at least 20 years behind bars. Now, I assume it's obviously different in Ireland. Probably in America, she would have at least gotten life in prison, probably without the possibility of parole. But it says at least 20 years, so I assume when her 20 years is up, they'll probably reevaluate her case to see if she needs to stay in prison or what the case is. But anyway, this case is just absolutely brutal, and I really cannot believe that someone would actually do this to a poor old woman, especially on Christmas Day. But anyways, that is the conclusion of this case, so now let's get into the crochet pattern for this week. This week's crochet pattern shout-out is the Hello Neighbor Coffee Koozie pattern, and it's designed to look kind of like a fence, so we thought that this pattern would be kind of fitting for this episode. So if you guys want to check out her Etsy or Instagram, that is The Little Yarnery, and she also has a Ravelry shop, and for both her Etsy and Ravelry, you can use the code CRIME AND CROCHET, all one word in all capital letters, for 20% off of any pattern. As normal, if you guys want to check out all of the information that I talk about in each episode, including the crochet pattern and where you can find the crochet pattern, the best way to do that is to just check out my Instagram, which is at crime and crochet, all one word. So you guys can find her Instagram, Etsy, and Ravelry shops as well. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Crime and Crochet. I hope you have enjoyed If you did, the best way you can help me out is leaving a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you're listening on. And if you guys want to check out more information, such as the crochet pattern I shouted out in this episode, the case, my sources, and more information on the podcast, you can check out at Crime and Crochet on Instagram. And if you want some more crime and crochet related content you can also check out the reddit page that i started for the podcast r slash crime and crochet with that i hope you guys will tune in to the next episode next saturday of crime and crochet and make sure that you are staying safe out there so you don't become one of these victims that we talk about each week And with that, goodbye, y'all.